Well, hello there. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. Guess who it is? Oh my God, it's, it's me, Jules. Hey, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, good news, I'm back. Um, and I explain it while on a bit of a walk um, into some audio files explaining uh, it's been a bit of a journey, especially a bit of a journey. Um, some definite, some hard times um, and I love to share getting through it with you guys and then what's the vision moving forward. So basically, I, I am, there's some exciting news. Uh, since our, I think our chat last, I've helped produce over $10 million in client results. I think it's over that now. I'm pretty sure it's in the 12 millions because um, clients just, those couple of projects keep coming back. Anyway, um, point is that I have gone and distilled a lot of the learnings I've done into a YouTube channel. And over the next few days, I'll be sort of uh, you know drip feeding some of those episodes so that you can get a real feel. Oh, I like Jules' podcast. Go check out his channel. Um, but today, I wanted to record, or I wanted to record, I wanted to give to you uh, a bit of a backstory of what happened in the last few months. I think it'd be really fascinating, especially if you're finding it a little bit tough right now. You know, maybe this. Uh, it's not going as smoothly as you'd like in your business. I completely understand. Um, and um, I should sort of share my perspective of uh, getting through some tough times. Not necessarily like mental health. Like that wasn't the reason why. It was more like cash flow. I need a better client. I need to work this shit out. Um, and obviously getting through it mentally was a big part of it throughout. Um, but um, being able to recognize there's a flaw in my business. I need to make a change and... It wasn't as easy as I thought, and I had to just stop everything to focus on that. Anyways, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it's been, it's quite a good story, um, and it's enough rambling. Let's get into the podcast. Oh, also, the change of direction to podcast. I should probably say this. So, um, I'll be talking about how to get more customers, how to make more customers, how to kick the comeback with the power of the pen. That's I've coined that little phrase now. Um, that's the direction I want to go. Um, Maybe I'll need to change the title from Storytelling Secrets to something more specific um, because obviously stories are a big part of it, but um, this is the direction I want to go. The people I'm serving, um, you know, business owners, info marketers, um, people who've already got like an existing business, an existing offer, um, they're not necessarily copywriters. I don't want to talk to copywriters. People who just want to get more cash into their business and the way they do that is with, with direct response marketing. But, you know, they're not exactly how sure how to maximize that opportunity. That's where I come in and help you guys out. Without further ado, let's get into that episode. So welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. Oh my gosh, it has been so long and I'm very happy to be back recording this. And as you can probably tell, I'm walking around outside. Um, and the reason why I'm going to be doing that is because, uh, and I've had a bit of a break, is uh, yeah, a bit of a vulnerable story coming up. Um, but it's going to be good, worth your time, especially if you're grinding out on this journey to build your business like I am. You're definitely going to enjoy this. All right, so whether you're tuning in for the first time or not, or you've been a long time listening, like, Jules, where have you been? Yeah, got some explaining to do. Nah, not really, but hey, if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm changing the direction of this podcast, or at least the messaging and what it's about, but like, this is a podcast to help you get more customers, make more per customer, and keep them coming back with the power of the pen. And uh, yeah, that's a direction I've recently been going, 
and I'll get to in just a second. Uh, now I'll just tell you now is that uh, I have created a YouTube channel, and uh, more on that in just a second. Because over the next few weeks, over the next few days, um, I'd love to, not love to, I will be dripping some content, some of my best content on YouTube, because I'm at this point now where I've solved lots of problems very valuable problems for clients and I feel qualified to solve those problems on YouTube without having to regurgitate it actually speaking from experience which I think is severely lacking from the business space on YouTube there are so many people anyways I'm not here for that rant um, I'm here for this other little story uh, but if you are interested in say like big mistakes that prevent you from having a six-figure launch or finding uh, your dream 100 clients or things like the perfect business networking pitch that gets people coming to you after you have your little elevator pitch. I'll be dropping these throughout the week um, in audio form. You can also check out on the YouTube channel. But okay, so... Story time, because uh, I think this is super important. Like I mentioned before, if, you, if you're doing it tough, it's been difficult for you uh, trying to grow your business. Now, okay, if you're a long-time listener, I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm actually up to 35,000 downloads on the podcast, which I find freaking ridiculous. I started this as a personal trainer, reading marketing books and just like retelling them and just documenting my journey along the way and just little wins along the way and it's crazy to think that has clocked up 35,000 downloads so if uh if you've been a listener for a while um thank you so much I really appreciate that um yeah it's uh it's it it's and I still get I, even though I had this break I know I'm rambling a bit now but hopefully you can um deal with that for a bit I went for a break and I, even though I wasn't publishing, people were still downloading and listening to podcast, the podcast, which means that um, it was a good feeling to know that what I was going through and my journey, people got some value out of that. So um, I appreciate your listenership is what I'm trying to say, long story short. Okay. All right. Now... I want to get to the story time of uh, why I want to break and why it really matters to you and what you can get what can get out of it. So, um, let's bring up to speed. I remember the last the last few episodes. Um, I was talking about how I didn't really have the interview show anymore. Like I didn't really have the interview segment anymore, and I was trying to explain why that was. Like why I didn't have the interview section, and the short answer was cash flow. <laughs> And uh, the reason I was having a massive problem as a freelance copywriter, locking down ongoing work. I'd always fall into this pattern of really big client project, like five, six thousand US dollars, which I thought was pretty damn good. Uh, the client would be satisfied and wouldn't need my copy after that project. Um, they didn't have clients to refer me to. And I'd be stuck fulfilling this, trying to find a client, trying to find a client, trying to find a client, finish fulfilling, and then have this gap. 
and it was I was just stuck in the cycle. I, I could not scale past um, between four and five thousand dollars a month. I'm just being completely frank with you. I'm just I was literally stuck at that, and I have been stuck at that <sighs> probably since like start of 2021. I've been stuck at that level, and I knew I had to find a solution to get out of that. So maybe you noticed I started bringing on guests onto the podcast who I tried to sell. And that's not a bad thing. If I can help their problems, then, you know, it's a good thing. Help their problems, help other people. Uh, but then what was happening was that this was exhausting. <laughs> Getting on so many different podcasts because uh, the numbers was just... <laughs> you have to get on a lot of podcasts to get a yes, basically. But some of my best case studies came out of that process. Um, so not all bad, not all bad. But the process is exhausting. And I wanted to find more ongoing work. And cash flow wasn't great. And I didn't want to keep saying yes to going in the same cycle again and again and again. And I was doing all the content by myself. I was doing all the writing. Uh, and one day I decided... Uh, fuck... Like, so I've been through so many different, like, get client programs and stuff that I went through one for a podcast. That was a good chunk of change. Then I was like, I need to fix this situation with uh, going from project to project, being in client limbo. It was a shit feeling. So reached out to this dude called Shiv Shetty, and um, he teaches copywriters how to land retain clients using something he calls the flaming camel. And I saw the results, read the sales page like 50 times, <laughs> and sheepishly was like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to get a job, basically. Um, and I went into it, and uh, my expectations were super high, obviously. And he was like, look, it's probably going to take you at least two months to get any sort of progress with it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, it was actually a very helpful program because it had one-on-one -on -one daily sort of uh, checkups and stuff. Super helpful, super helpful, especially for those tough days. Um, and le learning his process is basically like a value-first process. Obviously, I can't reteach it on this podcast because it would be a disservice to Shiv. But um, I remember the learning the process to do it it was cold email as well, like a super cold email. But um, it took me about three, three months of me like creating these things, the value first approach, um, Shiv being like, no, fix this, no, fix this, no, fix this, before I got my first um, interest from a, from a prospect. And the problem I kept running into in the past was <clears throat> you know, finding that coach or consultant who was maybe doing between like 10 and 10 and 25k. They're doing it by themselves. They're not, it's, it's, it's slow for them to scale. Like they're taking all the calls. They don't have a lot of demand for lots and lots of copy. And they don't have big pockets to pay for premium rates. And Shiv kept doubling down on me. He's like, Jules, like you have to find prospects the way I've shown you, you have to find prospects who, uh, you know, they're running paid traffic, they've got a converting offer, they've got a big list, 
they're happy to pay a copyright of 5k a month on retainer to do this shit like stop focusing on these people you've been uh, focusing in the past so that was a big lesson in that regard um and I remember my first big yes, my first yes, first yes on a project was from this dude called Brian Mankata. He is the founder of adspend.com. He's one of the best, he's got one of the best YouTube ad agencies in the world. Um, he's helped people like Dean Graziosi, uh, Roland Fraser, Jordan Belfort. Like he had like, he just has this ridiculous client list and I got through to him and then he said, uh, look, I like your thing. Can you write this VSL for me? Which is a video sales letter. Um, I'll give you, but the, the thick catch is we're, we're filming tomorrow. So can you write in a day? Or like edit it in a day? Like my other writer had this, I think you can make it better. Can you make it better? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, challenge is on. I remember I had a date that morning and I had to cancel it because I was like, yeah, I need to do this shit. And I wrote this really good, super, I thought it was extremely good VSL. My mentor Pete looked at it and he's like, yeah, this is a winner. I sent it over and then Brian was like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. I was like, oh, Okay. And I'm like, fuck, back to square one. And all this time, like, I'm saying no to clients who want, like, just, like, one-off gigs. I'm only focusing on getting retainer clients to this process. So the whole time, I'm not, feel, I'm not recording content because I have no experiences or things to um, touch base on. Like, all I'm literally doing is lead gen, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen every single day. And I was just going fucking bonkers doing lead gen, lead gen, lead gen every single day. It was... <laughs> I'm glad I'm out of that now because I was not good mentally. I was very cranky. I'm not doing any social shit. Um, definitely not dating. Not making any money. It was a hard position. And then to get that, uh, that opportunity and then lose it was like a bit of a dagger. But then, <laughs> I love telling, I haven't, really, I haven't told this story yet, so um, this should be good. I'm happy about it now, because it's behind me now. Then Brian reached back a week later and said, no, I actually, I actually re read your shit, and it was just the angle I didn't like. I actually thought your writing was really good. Can you, um, we're thinking of um, <clears throat> redoing a VSL for our agency, and I want you to write it. I'm like, fuck yes. Okay, and then I'm like, well, here's what I want. Here's, I want a retainer. I want to do ongoing work. We can use this as a trial to move forward from there. And he's like, yep, that sounds like a good deal. So <clears throat> I got writing the VSL and um, absolutely loving every bit of it. Like, this is exactly what I want to do, exact client I want to help. Um, it was the second VSL, third VSL I've ever written, and um, it just felt natural. Like after all these years of just studying them and writing emails mainly, um, just writing this just felt good. And when I handed it to him, he was like, "This is phenomenal." 
I was like, what? He's like, yeah, this is phenomenal. Like, I want to hire you immediately. I was like, yes, I've done it. I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. I've landed like this big whale on the first try. And unfortunately, um, he got very, I think he just got like very entrepreneur excited, um, that sort of thing. Because at the same time, he was partnering with Sam Ovens on some other YouTube project called WeTube. And um, he was like, yeah, sorry, man, I just got busy. This, has to ha- this, this project has to take a back seat. Um, and like, definitely, there's nothing personal to Brian. Like, that just, that's just shit happens. Like, I, it's, I'm not first priority. That is totally understandable. So, you know, I was back to square one again. Um, but, and even though it wasn't tested, I at least had to, I at least got to use Brian's name and he said that was phenomenal. So, like, took something away out of that. Just blow my nose there. All right. Um, now, but the frustrating thing was back to square one. Okay, this flaming camel, what Shivers taught me, it works. It works really well to get you from the door. However, the hit rate is low. Like, I think I sent out 22 of his flaming camels, which take about three hours to create, um, and then follow up a bunch of times, which takes even more time to do. So I just thought, oh, fuck, like, how do I shortcut this process? Um, so I used my good old friend's direct mail. So I had this idea where I would take um, Shiv's flaming camel process of cold email and put it inside of a mail, like a parcel, mail package. And I'd only do it to Australians because I could use the mail on the cheap. <laughs> like I could send an express envelope, which is like the same as a FedEx envelope, has the same impact for just $8, rather than spending $35 to send it to the US, which I didn't want to do. So what did I do? I looked at all the YouTube advertisers who were, I thought I could do a really good job for in Australia. And um, I took Shiv's Flaming Camel approach, um, added a grabber on the top, which is like a little piece of like something that you use to grab someone's attention, make the mail lumpy. So I had this boxing ring. I'm getting a bit too in the weeds here, but anyways. And it was this photo, it was this, is the the headline was person's name, I want to fight you. And then it was this graphic of uh, this really fat white dude knocking Muhammad Ali to the ground and just some poorly cropped photo of me on the body of that like it was meant to look just like like really really bad on purpose to get a chuckle um and those letters worked really fucking well like I sent five out and three people got back to me straight away I'm like oh cool that worked um and one of them was uh agency mavericks in my home city of Melbourne talk about small world right and uh, I felt that was really cool because I got on the phone call I told them about the trial they wanted to do a launch they told me that was the best executed direct mail he'd ever received in 20 years and I was like oh what a compliment thank you Um, and they wanted a launch so I did that launch for them. 
knocked it out of the park and um, they're like yeah yeah we want to hire you for a copywriter full-time um, ongoing retainer work I'm like sweet and then a week later they changed their mind um, and then I, had, I was like, oh, shit, don't lose this, don't lose this. They, I know they really need help, but they just, I just didn't present it maybe in the way they needed to see it. And um, I was like, so, so Emily, she's the CEO. I was like, so Emily, um, are you, st- are you still like scheduling all the emails and stuff? And she's like, yes, I know, it's like a pain in the ass. I'm like, um, and like, how are you guys tracking sales with your email list and stuff? Like, oh, we don't. I'm like, oh, okay. And um, do you know how many, you know how you're sending your leads from like Facebook group to 25K Mavericks Club? She's like, nope, don't have a strategy for that. Like, okay, great. Well, that's something I can help you out with as an email list manager. Would you like to talk about that? That sounds exactly what we need, Julian. Uh, when I first started online, I started no, using what is video this? presentations, shooting. I just got this shitty ad popping through. When I got first started online, Ted McGrath, well, that script must work because I've seen it a thousand times. Um, okay, we're still going, we're still going. 18 minutes in, we're good. So, um, yeah, pitch list management, but I didn't hear from them. <laughs> I did not hear from them. Sorry, my phone's just doing weird shit. Okay, so I pitched list management, and they're like, great, we'll get back to you tomorrow. And the next day, I didn't hear anything. And the next day, I didn't hear anything. And I was at this point where I was like, I, I don't want to go back to that dark place of doing lead gen, lead gen, lead gen not getting paid like I need to get paid um there's this <laughs> there's this thing called a recession coming and um you need money to get through a recession and I was very worried I wasn't going to be able to get through if I just kept doing this process so I started looking for <sighs> the evil e-word trying to be an employee yes and I saw this LinkedIn ad um uh, for I won't say the name, but for this uh, ad agency in Perth, which is on the other side of the country, literally a hundred thousands of kilometres from my home city, away from everyone, and um, instead of sending my CV, instead of sending my resume, which I haven't got, I haven't created one since uh, probably like 2015, because <laughs> I was a personal trainer who talked my way into that job, so I've never really had a resume properly. Um, <clears throat> I just sent them a letter in the mail. I used a grabber. I used a like a pitch why it'd be amazing for your um, your agency. I created a flaming camel for them, and I also <laughs> included results testimonials. And I didn't expect anything. I'm like, I'm not going to apply. I'm not going to apply. Make them come to me. Make them come to me. And then like a few days later, they text me like, we'd love to have an interview with you. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this shit actually works. The mail actually works. Um, I remember like, I went on the interview and um, it was the weirdest thing because I felt like I didn't really want it or need it. I absolutely crushed the interview. Like, <laughs> I was cracking jokes, I was smiling. Um, they were like, you're the strongest applicant. We love your personality. I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks. Kind words, kind words. Never done a job interview for like eight years and to just go in and smash it. it feels good, man. feels good. <laughs> 
if I can say so myself, um, looked at like two YouTube videos like, all right, so how do you pull this off? Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of helps being in Persuasion 101 the last two and a half years to, I was like, oh, I actually do know how to sell myself. <laughs> I actually do know how to be charismatic and not just on pen. Um, so that was a good feeling. Anyways. <laughs> Then, uh, then they wrote back and they're like, I, it was weird because at the end I'm like, what is it, the next steps? And they're like, oh, we're going to get in touch with the rest of the applicants and then we'll let you know. And then they wanted me to create a Facebook ad as like, quote, the final step. They followed up. And um, unfortunately, I don't believe this was the right agency. I won't go too deep into why because they might be listening. I just don't feel like it was a good fit, gut feeling wise. And um, I saw the Facebook ad that we're running and um, could have been better. <laughs> could definitely be better. But one, I felt like I didn't want the job. And two, um, I didn't want to invest a bunch of time writing an ad, which I wouldn't get any ROI for. And then um, I remember that, that day, after that interview, I get a voice note from uh, Agency Mavericks and they're like, we would absolutely love you to be come on board as the email list manager. I was like, yes! I fucking did it. <laughs> Felt damn good. Felt really good. And then the next day, like, onboarded them, took the payment. I'm like, all right, this is official now. Great. Um, talked about my action plan for them. And they're like, oh, we're excited for this. I'm like, great, because I'm excited about this too. So when you have both people on the same page... Being excited, not fucking skeptical about the result, oh, that's a good feeling. Good, good feeling. Not, you know, it's our job to make them feel good, but but when they're both excited, both going through, I know. It's a damn good feeling. Really damn good feeling when that happens. So, anyways, that explains my absence and... um. I got it like now the part where I said like this is for you if you've been feeling this despair this like nose to grindstone I kid you not like in those few days where I was waiting to hear back and in the months before like my head was just not good like I could not think creatively I couldn't write entertaining emails like I'd done in the past like I didn't want to get started with anything I wasn't motivated even though it was like look here's a keyboard you know what you have to do go write flaming camels but like my head was just like no fuck off like I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I'd rather quit than keep doing this um so if you're in that position like sometimes all it takes is just to hear that one yes for you to get that excitement and everything else rush back in because as soon as I heard that yes from that client um, I wanted to do everything again get up early stay up late do whatever it took to uh, start building my audience properly start building my list properly all those things um, yeah got all the excitement to create content again um, and you with this list management position, I'd be able to use that experience to create content um, and not just regurgitate stuff and be able to document stuff and start this podcast again and document the journey. But 
Look, the reason why I've told you this whole story is because I held out hope from March, April, May, June, July, five months, five months of eating shit, <laughs> barely getting paid, um, saying no to clients, all because I was determined to stop, to, to stop continuing the loop that, I, that, that was the cause of me being stuck. Um, so if you're finding that there's this common loop that you're finding, uh, if, you're, if you're finding, you're finding, if you're finding yourself, you're in this common loop, right? Where you can't scale. Look at what you're doing. Like, what is it that keeps happening? Like for me, I told you this, but I'll recap again. For me, it was, you find a client um, you do the work, it takes some time to lead generate because you don't have a lead generation process that's reliable. Um, and then the client doesn't want to keep going. The reason why is because they're not the right type of client. And you're getting in your own head that you can't work with big shop people because imposter syndrome and bullshit like that, you're what you're comfortable with. So yeah, heaps of things you can take away from me. One, I challenge you to rethink who's your ideal client and you're worthy to serve the people who are really big players because they're the ones who pay what you're worth and uh, secondly is it's okay to eat shit for a bit <laughs> if you're if what you want if your vision means enough to you like this could be another separate episode like Holy shit, the amount of visualizing I did, vision board, just like talking to myself, coaching myself, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, you can do this, that sort of thing. Like, that, that played a massive role in, in getting to this point now. Um, I still have a long way to go. That is uh, the reason why I've been quiet the last few months, but... I have learned so much along the way in those five months. I've got heaps to tell you along this journey. I think the direction of this podcast is uh, definitely changing from when I first started. Like, it's been lots of ramblings and riffings and um, just thoughts and ideas that have come from experience, and I still want to keep it that way. But if you're looking for more short, sharp, how to, this is what's worked for my clients, I encourage you to go check out my YouTube channel because that's where I take a lot more time. I'm a bit more intentional with how I've created that. Like, I want every piece of content on that so that people feel like, holy shit, this, is, this should be paid content. This is amazing. Um, and like I said, I'm at this point now, I've got $10 million in client results. I've sold enough problems with copy. I can speak from experience now. I'm not speaking from a textbook. I can help people and I know I can. And, I, and that's why I've created this channel. Um, I think it's a perfect time. I, you know, I was really rushing to create an audience and now it makes total sense why nothing was really transpiring. It was because I just didn't have enough experience to speak from. Here's what I've done 
versus here's what you should do. And it's taken two and a half years for me to get to the point where I've built up enough experience to say, here's what I've done for my clients and maybe we'll work for you too. Um, so in alignment with that, you should check out some of my YouTube videos. I'll be dropping them over the next few days uh, on this podcast so you can get a taste. Um, but it's also, it's just called Jules Dan. You can um, check out the channel. I'll leave it in the link description. Stay tuned for more podcasts as well. I'll definitely be, bring, be bringing back guests because it's the fucking best way to network, to be honest. And um, I'm really grateful for all your listenership. If you listen to this all the way through, thank you. I'll see you around.